I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Cabby Richards. I do appreciate all the support and the renewed uh, enthusiasm about the podcast. I really love doing it. And, uh, and I do uh, certainly am very grateful that uh, you guys are spending some time uh, listening to my stupid voice. Uh, many of you have caught wind uh, uh, of the podcast on Twitter, uh, which is uh, you can follow my, my adventures at The Real Cabbie. And some of you guys uh, check it out on the Book of Faces, a.k.a. Facebook. My friend Sheldon Alexander gave that to me, the Book of Faces, so I should credit him. He said that in like 06, uh, and, I've, and I've stolen that from Sheldon. Uh, I wish I could steal his laugh, and you guys don't know Sheldon. I got to get him in here so you can hear his laugh. Sheldon's got like the best. I, in fact, uh, Sheldon is doing a, a podcast, uh, and right now it escapes me. I will get that for you uh, on the next one. Uh, so I'm not sure where exactly in the world you guys are listening to this, but in Toronto it's kind of cold. It was hot during the Toronto International Film Festival as all these stars descended onto into our city and all these people came out of the work, work, woodwork just to look at these famous people. We call them scenesters. They just want to be at the parties just to be on the scene. I'm not really feeling that. My friends Ari and RT are like the diehards and if a non Verk still lived in Toronto, they're the diehards that go to the movies and the, and these film festivals should be more about the movies than the scene, but whatever. Different strokes for different folks. So Tiff is gone and Just for Laughs has rolled into town, which is awesome. Uh, a bunch of comedians tearing it up. I got to see Bill Burr, which we'll talk about later in the podcast, and I'm going to see Aziz Ansari very soon. A big fan of Aziz's work. I uh, hope he has uh, another Kanye story. Maybe it's a Jay-Z story this time. We'll see what he's got in store for us uh, while it's going on. So before I get to the Just for Laugh stuff, I went to see John Jones. I did a segment on SportsCenter with John Jones where I picked him up from the airport and I brought him a bunch of stuff. I brought him like a Canadian care package. If you guys haven't seen it, it's on YouTube on the TSN channel. Uh, I believe it's YouTube slash TSN Canada. So you can check it out there or go to tsn.ca slash Presents, which is the name of the segment in which John Jones appears. So I gave him, you know, I, some Canadian stuff. I gave him some, uh, some Timbits, which to Americans is like the Dunkin' Donuts of Canada. And uh, some little delicious uh, sugary treats. It's like, the in, it's like the middle part of the donut. Uh, I gave him some milk to wash it down. And uh, some pink slippers, uh, which apparently John Jones could use. Because if you guys saw that fight versus Alexander Gustafson in UFC 165, you know that John Jones could 
It needs some TLC and some medical attention. That was an amazing fight. So in the segment, I pick up John Jones from the airport and I drive him to the press conference uh, and where he announces the fight. So we, we shot it a little while ago and then we aired it this week and uh, check it out if you haven't seen it. He has uh, some pretty good stories and um, he is absolutely must-see TV for me. Every time he fights, it's super exciting and I just love watching this dude enter the octagon and wreak havoc. Floyd Mayweather is, uh, he's got a boring style, but I do order his fights. Uh, George St. Pierre, I order his fights, but I'm the most excited about John Jones. And I want to thank Aaliyah Jasmine Silvani from uh, MTV's Play With AJ. Uh, she had an extra ticket, so she invited her rhino friend to go watch John Jones. So we're at the Air Canada Center in Toronto, in Canada, and... Uh, there's a it's a weird relationship that uh, Canadians have with John Jones. He's an American, and he's not really super cocky, and he's not like arrogant. So I'm not really sure why he gets a lukewarm reaction when he uh, from people at the Air Canada Center. In the section that I was sitting in, everybody was cheering. It was like it was in the lower bowl, and they're just going wild for John Jones. But what I read about after the, like on Twitter and stuff, there are some John Jones haters. And I'm not sure if it was because the decision was, went to him as a unanimous decision, because Alexander Gustafsson from Sweden was awesome. He had so much courage, grit. He took some punches. He is a tough tough fighter in the light heavyweight division it was a great fight i'm sure it'll appear on youtube in a couple of in a couple of days you have to check it out i just i'm one of those guys that and i'm not sure if you guys are but when i react to uh <laughs> i guess violence whether it's i'm watching a football game or i'm watching a fight i'm one of those dudes that jumps out of my seat and i'm like talking to i'm like talking to the action in front of me i'm like oh I'm like that stereotypical uh, black friend that you guys have that or that stereotypical black person that like reacts in the movie theater like in a in a horror movie or you know or in in something where they I don't talk to the screen but I'll react when something crazy happens if it's a crazy action sequence and stuff's blowing up and a car's like on a guardrail on its side I'm gonna react to that because it's amazing like when I saw the matrix for the first time I was I was losing my mind and I was just yelling all kinds of expletives because I just it just couldn't I couldn't help it just leave my body so John Jones and Alexander Gustafson I may have used the F word more than 80 times because it was awesome. And I may have jumped out of my seat more than 40 times. What a fight. It was great. So we're trying out something new today called My Guy Mondays. We've got fantasy football. We're talking about Instagram. We're talking about comedy. My uh, One of my friends is in a couple of TV shows. We're all over the place. So enjoy this first edition of My Guy Mondays. It's his favorite day of the week, and these are his dudes. Time now for My Guy Mondays. Neil Scott, one of my close friends, observer of life uh, with a particular, uh, I'm going to say jilted uh, uh, prism 
on life, not not jilted. That's not the right word. But you have a sort. You definitely have a different uh, way, a uh, different prism that you look at things than I do. Uh, certainly funnier than I do. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, sir. You sound uh, like my uh, my therapist. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're using big words to make yourself sound smarter. What? There, that was one of my notes. Prism. Prism <laughs> is not. A, that's a, that's a five letter word. It just it sounded smarter than what we talk normally. By the way we talk, we normally yeah. yeah. Even that sentence was an example of how we talk. Well, yeah. Well, generally <laughs> there, I'm usually I have like some colorful uh, cuss words uh, that I'm throwing out there. But the today, jilted prism. That's yeah. gonna be a new Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably already taken. So it just took it right now. Uh, so um, just for laughs is uh, is in Toronto, and and I know you're uh, huge into comedy, uh, as am I. Listening, I like the Brian Callen show podcast i listen to joe rogan every once in a while and i really love jay moore um but we had a ch- well you you got to see a couple of comedians and i only got to see one but uh you saw uh anthony jeselnik and uh bill burr would you think of was, was that your first time seeing bill burr yeah it's my first time seeing him i've like live and jeselnik i've only seen do roast and then that was my first time seeing him. he is very funny but very slow deliberate and like arrogant doesn't care like he has a certain way or way of just saying this is how he's gonna say his joke and he doesn't care about the reaction do you remember any of his jokes Uh, other than like the bits he he started out pretty good about well the weirdest thing about this is a lot of 9-11 jokes like I'm just and that's maybe it's American thing but it's weird to hear from me because I just didn't think that was something that was still talked about well but 9-11 was like a week ago yeah, well, it was 12 years ago, wasn't it? Okay, I understand that the event happened in 2001, but, you know, it's just... we were doing a history lesson. No, but, no, but the actual date was, you know, and then they, yeah, obviously they have uh, specials and remembrance yeah. and, 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 you know, that, that's kind of thing. So that's probably why it's it's kind of topical for him yeah. because it just happened like a week ago. Like one of his jokes was, because um, the guy uh, that opened for him, who's very funny, I think it's uh, Metzger, his last name is Metzger. Anyways, he's very funny. He was talking about building moss on the 9-11 site and that he w- took it further and said they should mosques, they should call planes moss and put them on all buildings so they're safe. And it was kind of like, wow, the crowd didn't know how to take it, but it, they laughed. And then Jaslinek came out and he said... He just made it more uncomfortable? Yeah, he goes, I wouldn't put a mosque at 9-11. I would have put a Six Flags Park. And the place just went nuts. And you're like, <laughs> oh my God. And then he's like, I don't know if everyone's going to get Six Flags, that joke. The thing, the thing about uh, uh, Jeselnik is like he, he absolutely embodies that persona. Of he yeah. doesn't care if the audience responds to him, and he's got a show on Comedy Central called The Jeselnik Offensive. And I was actually really excited to see him, but unfortunately I couldn't make it, uh, so I have to like live vicariously through you guys. Uh, but your Bill Burr experience was, was, was what? Yeah, it was great. I thought he, he actually, and uh, I had to find, you know how you start comedy shows if they're really good? They nail it the first 10, 15 minutes, and then we have that lull, right, where the kind of levels out. We settle down, they settle down, and then they end on a bang. He started out, like, he just mocked the venue for 10 to 15 minutes, and it was brilliant. Because yeah. you know that wasn't planned. So we, that we, was my second night in a row being in that building, and I said that day to my parents, I go, I got to go back to this place. I'm like, it look, and I'm not trying to say that I had to say, but I'm like, it looks terrible on the inside. So we saw the show, we saw Bill Burr at the Queen Elizabeth Theater here in Toronto, and uh, and Bill Burr was like, it's a beautiful name, beautiful name for a theater, <laughs> pristine, it's regal. And then you get to the inside the theater, and it looks like he compared it to like an Eastern European, like post World War II, you know, type of uh, 
type of facility and uh and the crowd had a good and it's like how do you what did he say about the gray was something about gray walls you know what you know what we're doing right now which is which is terrible we're doing the eddie murphy thing remember eddie yeah, murphy delirious we're ripping uh, on jokes and screwing them all we're up. screwing up the stand-up comedian's <laughs> joke the next day when we're trying to tell it to our friends it's all at the water yeah, cooler we're butchering it, it. We're ruining it, but it, the only—I mean—we're trying to give it justice how funny it was, and we're not—I'm not—I don't think we're trying to retell it, but there's a very good—a lot of jokes on gray, like <laughs> you painted it gray. It was, uh, you know, very uninspiring. I like what he had to say about uh, about fan, not fantasy football, but like the pre the pre show, <laughs> the uh, the warm up show, like uh, and, and you know, and how like it was it uh, pointless. It was pointless. It's yeah, abs- and we watch hours of it and it is absolutely pointless and they can't i can't understand all these shows just trying to add more people to the pregame show there's like nine people on panels to talk about your tennessee against you know whoever they're playing in san diego this week yeah and the you know the the keys are always get to the quarterback is always staple <laughs> <laughs> you got to run the ball well i'm like we could write the uh, next week's show right now for yeah. everyone and every game it's a must win if you lost the week before. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but they're into it, and then they're yelling, and these are ex-coaches and players, and you're like, you think you're getting real riveting stuff, but there's nothing new. I can't imagine, like, see, we, we live in Canada, so we don't get that much ESPN. TSN does show some ESPN content. But on the, like, the ESPN network, there's like, like, if there's a 24-hour sports cycle, there's probably 12 hours of football shows or football content, maybe 16 hours. Yeah. And it's crazy. Obviously, football, NFL football, is the biggest sport in North America. It's a machine. It's a behemoth. And it's just it just helped by the glut of football shows every day. Like, I think it was NFL 32. Like, that's like a year-long show. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know how they come up with content in May the or NFL in March. Network all the time is right beside the movie channels for us here, Roger, if you're on whatever's Rogers Bell. I know the NFL Network is right there. And I'll go by it, and there's always somebody talking about the next game, like you say, and it could be August. Yeah. <laughs> like it's nine. Well, August at least there's there's preseason, but, it, but if it's, like, February yeah, it's, or, you know, like, yeah. February the 25th, like the Super Bowl has been over for three yeah. weeks. Like, what exactly are you talking about? It's a calendar of just glut. Like, it's this ends, and then we have the Pro Bowl, then we have the the draft, then we have the pre-draft. Like everything, and it drives you nuts because it just talks about. There's so much other stuff. I almost forget what I'm doing when I get to the game. Like, I'm bored by. I'm out of football by the time the game starts. Right, I've had right. enough football. I'm like, oh, is there a Simpsons on? <laughs> like, I'm trying. My heart is. And it's changing me because fantasy sports has changed, right? Like, that's how we watch. That's all I care about now. I hate it. I'm terrible at it. But all I care about is my player. I don't care about my team anymore. My team's the Pats. They're terrible this year, I think. I even know they're 3-0. I just care about... Is he going to throw the ball 17 more times? And how many points am I going to get? I have RG3, terrible. But you know what? He actually gets you 50 points in my league because he's always throwing garbage time minutes. He's terrible, but he's okay for me right now. So, so I'm, I'm living with him. So your 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 football viewing experience is now through the lens of your own fantasy yes. football team. Yes. So you no longer do you enjoy do you, like do you watch Patriots games anymore or they were do you on just today I must have I watch and they're not an enjoyable team right now but I watch and then I flick and then I flick, that's probably the I same flick. for like eighty yeah. percent of football fans and there's six game if you don't even have all the packages I think today at one there was five games I could watch 
or without having any extra packages. And this is this is not including the red zone channel, which is like right. just Ama- like I don't know how guys leave their house with that. Like it must cause divorces and everything. The red zone, but I think Sundays. I think the the spouse or the the girlfriend knows that Sundays, if they're if their dude is in the football, that's the day you just kind of let him be. Just I, let him I, sit I in front of the TV or and or with his phone or his laptop or something on his stomach and just be a disgusting pig so on that's, Sundays. that's what we're becoming now two guys like us that aren't married if you're telling me like Sunday was supposed to be for religious persons <laughs> right yeah. and now you're telling me it's okay women have just said it's fine you know what he likes football because I don't that's another thing you don't watch football just with a converter anymore no you have your phone to cool. text your friends how bad your fantasy team is <laughs> yeah and you have your iPad so I could see how bad my fantasy team right. and then I do finally get to the converter to change it to see how bad the next player is doing on, on probably your or if team. you want to watch a live game but you <laughs> but on your iPad you have your whoever your 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 uh, you know, matched up your, yeah. this week's matchup yeah. against you know my in one of my leagues. I'm like I said, uh, Johnny Football's OVO tattoo yeah. was one of my, which is stupid. I don't even. I shouldn't even. I'm I'm sure you guys are bored by this, but there <laughs> there is there is a point. Basically, Neil's Neil's viewing experience of football, probably like many of you, is now seen through the lens of his own fantasy football yeah. team or or several fantasy football teams. But you mentioned uh, uh, two things: the uh, Bill Burr's bit about pregame shows. It was great, yeah. and uh, this just today on the uh, excuse me on, on Sunday on the uh, ESPN Sunday Countdown they had a bit uh, with um, Chris Carter and Keyshawn Johnson. They were talking mm-hmm. about one hand catches, mm-hmm. so they're in the bowels of ESPN. So they're like in this random hallway, and Tom Jackson is operating this. Uh, it throws the footballs two tires. Yeah, two yeah. tires. Yeah, this yeah. like the machine to, to throw, and and it's cranked up to fifty miles an hour. So it's coming yeah. at you at a pretty good clip. Yeah. So, you know, Keyshawn puts on a glove, Chris Carter puts on a glove, and they have this graphic that comes up first, you know, Chris Carter's made 300 more catches than Keyshawn Johnson, he's got like (laughs) 60 more touchdowns, he's like in the top 10 of receivers of all time in in certain statistical categories, so they have a game up to five. So Chris Carter wins like, uh, I think he catches four, three or four of the balls, and Keyshawn, I think, catches one, maybe two. Then they bring in, so so then uh, uh, Trey Wingo, who is uh, the host for today, I didn't. I missed the beginning of the show. I'm not sure why uh, he's on there and not Chris Berman. But but anyway, Trey Wingo's like, okay, we're gonna bring in another. We're gonna go to the bullpen and bring in the lefty. So in comes Adam Schefter. Okay, so Adam Schefter is in this like gray suit. He's probably like five three and a half. You know, Chris Carter's like six one or six two. Keyshawn, I think, is like six two. And then there's this like, and and Adam Schefter's first. He's wearing he's wearing glasses like 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 safety goggles, as though he's he's operating a lathe, and he was making some uh, tool and die a bit for. A, yeah, exactly. Like what the hell's going on there at ESPN? So he's wearing these safety glasses in his in his nice suit and his nice shoes, and he's got the two a, a pair of. Uh, of receiver gloves on and uh, Keyshawn had to force him to stand in front of this apparatus because he was so afraid of the speed of the ball so you know the first one comes at him and it, and it freaks him out he fall he like ducks out of the way and then the one that he he catches he actually fell down it was really it's really funny because he's so diminutive between these two dudes and, and it just reinforces hallway, and it I it's in a hallway so it's not, it's something you never see right those machines, by the way, I have seen those at Marshall. And Randy Moss went there. When I was there, he was a machine. They would actually do the 10 and out. He would run, and at 8, they'd usually just poof. And then he'd turn, like, you know, he'd get to, like, 6. He was so fast, and they were just poof, And he'd just turn and catch it so fast. It is amazing what that machine can do. That's a commercial. Eli has a commercial right now where they, the guy, he comes over. I think it's Dunkin' Donuts or whatever it's for. 
And the guy goes, what's that? And it's one of those machines. He's like, yeah, we could talk. We use it to uh, throw footballs to the receiver. He's like, get rid of it. <laughs> get rid Eli of it. Manning said that? Yeah, oh, right oh, wait, because it shows up at, <laughs> yeah, uh, at the like, stadium. Right, right. right. Get rid of Actually, that. they could use it because yeah. Eli... Oh. Thirty-eight, nothing to Carolina. Oh, uh, Eli, and and the dude before the game, he was like, uh, I think he was like number two in passing yards or something in the in the, in the NFL. And we know ooh. not, we don't know a lot about football, but we like. We I know, listen, we wait, speak fantasy. for yourself. Speak for yourself, okay? We are Marshall. No, I, I I think we know. I just know stats like from fantasy. I I didn't even watch that game. I saw the score and I go, oh, that's not good. You know what? I feel like that probably is probably happening to a lot of football fans. Yeah. Where it's like they they are just consuming the information just based on again their fantasy team or just these little packets. Yeah. Not like fully taking in the. I don't know if anybody reads recaps anymore. Or, or, unless you that's your you team. Watch the game. You remember we we go to high school and there'd be one game at one. It'd probably be the Bills, and that was with uh, probably around Jim Kelly's time. Right. And one game at four. And then one game Monday night. Like we maybe got three games a weekend. Right. Be- we being in being in Southwestern whole, Ontario, yeah. we would get we would get the our the closest American city is Buffalo, and they had a team yeah. obviously, and those were the games that we would see on Saturday on Until Sunday the afternoons. Playoffs, right. Right. And we would watch that whole game because that's all we had. And now we have so much that you don't watch full games. I I actually don't want to go watch games at stadiums anymore because it's just one game. Like I, I don't unless I'm in a suite and spoiled and I can flick channels. That's 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 unbelievable. Attendance is down in the NFL because more people want to stay at home and do this stuff that we're doing. So that so now game operations uh, crews and and teams have to come up with creative ways to get people to stay or mm. to have a better uh, you know uh, game experience Wi-Fi at the free, at the stadium. Everything free. Well, I don't know what they're gonna do in Jacksonville. Oh yeah, <laughs> they can sign Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your dude. Okay, speaking of quarterbacks, who was in New England for a cup of coffee, as they say, Tom Brady. I don't know if you saw this, but Tom Brady has. It came out that he personally texted former receivers, checking about their availability because it's Tom Brady team. has a receiving core that he's not exactly happy about. So he texted Dion Branch and Brandon Lloyd. Dion Branch got back to him. Dion Branch is like, "I'm ready when you're ready." <laughs> Brandon Lloyd. Hasn't gotten back, according to um, and I, what was his Twitter handle? Jeez, uh, I can't remember. But the, the story's floating out there. You can find it on Twitter. Uh, but Brandon Lloyd has uh, has appeared in a, a straight to DVD zombie movie. But Tom Brady, and again, I saw a GIF of one of his blowout okay. blowups on the sideline. Like he's having a, even though the Patriots are three zero. Yeah, he's having a particularly bad. And, uh, and it's hard to watch it. And, and you know what that must be like as a wide receiver? That's like getting that text from that unbelievable beautiful woman the Sunday morning you got her number Saturday night yeah she texts you Sunday you text her that night like save this number or whatever dumb trick we try to get him to remember it caps lock it or whatever <laughs> caps, lock. <laughs> caps lock my name so they remember somehow right they text it that, like if you're a wide receiver getting a text from Tom Brady asking if you're available is like that's the dream Right, you're out of the game. You're not getting paid. I don't care how nope. much money you have, but right. even to go to the practice squad, you're gonna make a couple hundred grand. And the greatest quarterback, maybe of all time, in top five, texts you and asks if you're available. Isn't it? It's like a, it'd be like me, a perfectly beautiful woman, texting me the next day to ask me if I was free for coffee. It'd be amazing. It would never <laughs> happen though. <laughs> it never and, uh, happens. I wonder. I wonder if he adds, uh, "Hey man, I even got a, I got a pair of UGG boots for you." UGG boots. I actually anything Tom does, I'm probably like one of those Boston people. I actually saw some of those ads with those UGGs, and I would never wear in my life. I started. Oh, they look all right. I'm buying into the advertising and marketing of Tom Brady. But it's because of Tom Brady. 
It is. He's he never said he's nothing really scandalous about him, and and he's a great receiver. I mean, a great quarterback, and I like all the way he does that. I mean, we haven't won in a while. And we're not good, but he just Tom Brady could sell you anything right now. I had a I had a conversation with uh, Aaliyah Jasmine Savani of MTV recently, or on a on a previous podcast, and we brought up how like Tom Brady is the player who guys man crush on more than women crush on. Like he's a good looking dude. He's married yeah. to a beautiful woman, Giselle. Like yeah. one of the top most beautiful women in the world by many many yeah. uh, um, standards. Um, and it's just he represents like. He's just so cool. Like, he's just got this cool about it. Never says anything in interviews. He's not, but the thing that he is about is greatness and winning. So we respect that because he's a champion and he just cares so much about winning. And just like, just carrying that huge chip on his shoulder being picked 199th and that ESPN documentary, uh, what was it called? I think it's called The Six or something. Or, but he's be, he was drafted in the sixth round, and you know used that to fuel his his fire, and he's it's amazing. We look to him; he's like the cool kid in high school that was friendly with everyone, like that guy you kind of secretly. But I look to him now, like I could never grow my hair long, but when he grew it long, I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He starts wearing. Can you grow your hair long? Yeah, it looked terrible. I'd be unemployed. So for those of you who don't know what Neil Scott looks like, he has he he has like a Pat Riley sort of a thing. Like he goes with that Michael Douglas Wall Street slash Pat Riley like slick back. It's like the power. It's like the power cut. Like yeah. those dudes and you and it's Neil is his nickname amongst us is is friends. We call him the suit, and it's false advertising. <laughs> is it all advertising false? <laughs> Just you saying the Wall Street power broker. Yeah, that's it's false advertising. The hair. Is uh, hey, at least he still got uh, it. Tom Brady kind of had this hair at one point, and that's what <laughs> made me do this. Tom Brady shaves his head tomorrow. I'm probably giving it a serious thought. I want to quickly shout out. Uh, we mentioned comedy, and Just for Laughs is in town, in here in Toronto. Shout out to Russell Peters, uh, who is uh, probably our, our most famous, well, our second most famous Canadian export as far as stand up comedy goes. Jim Carrey is the first. Russell, who's Russell, is probably the, if not Kevin Hart, I believe Russell Peters is like the top grossing comedian internationally because he sells out arenas. Yep. So he's got a special. Uh, coming out on Netflix called Notorious on October the 4th. Included with that is like a four-part special about, you know, the behind-the-scenes uh, look mm-hmm. at his life, and people don't really get to see that that much. So I'm excited about that, and, and uh, shout-out to Russell Peters. Okay, TV shows. So I, are you watching? Okay, so today you get bombarded with all these new shows that are starting. Yeah. And they just look awful. What do you mean? Like, what? Have you I, I might see The Blacklist. I might, I might check that one out with uh, James Spader. Yeah, because now all we're doing is putting that guy in creepy roles. <laughs> yeah, far we can do it. That's, dude, it's, but that's uh, how like, he came out. Sex Lies of Videotapes in 1989, Steve Soderbergh's movie. Yeah. That's how he was a creepy guy. I know, and but now we're like, okay, hey, what, what else can we do? Hey, shave his head. Give him something creepier. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's what the other one was Hostages. So one of this, oh, and I, I'm watching. Well, you I, know what that's about. Just, hot, just right, in TV, revenge. That's what like, I was right. I, I go, in TVs or movies, and there's any sort of hostage situation, there's only two ways out you die or you're the hero so that show that's all it's gonna go it's not like real life when they're if they said to me and you right now we're hostages we're probably dying i'm dying for sure for sure, for sure not I'm even i'll probably take it right away just shoot me now <laughs> don't put me through 30 hours in a bank or you something. might have some value i have no value so maybe i'll stay alive because like no no i would die i would die, I would die. just but for I, the number just for the body count 
I, I was watching it and I go, oh God, this is not gonna end well. And it's and they they they're pumping commercials. It hasn't even started yet. And the way shows now go, they give it like a month. The other one was the Robin Williams one. Oh, oh yeah, him oh, and uh, and uh, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, 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 Sarah. What, what's that one called again? Crazy days or crazy? He, is he like a psychiatrist or something in that one? No, he's a marketing or ad executive that is now got to save his uh, firm with his daughter or something. And I'm like. It is unbelievable how many commercials I've seen about this. And if that makes it till December 1st, you'll be I shocked. You'll be shocked, yeah. Because they don't they pump it up and then they give it like five episodes and then gone. You know, it's like it's uh hey, how how are you? Are you caught up on Breaking Bad? Yes. So that's I and I hate those guys. What did I tell you about though? I hate guys that when you talk about a TV show, they rave, oh my god, it's the greatest thing you've ever seen. Oh my god, Neil, you're not watching it. And I got sick, remember? And yeah. I got Netflix. Seven ninety nine, what a deal! And I banged out five seasons. You were just crushing episodes. Six, remember, I wouldn't leave. You'd say, you say, "Are you ready to go?" I say, "I need forty two minutes." <laughs> <laughs> so I caught up to it till two weeks ago. I watched my first episode live two weeks ago. It is riveting, like, and and I had commercials, so it blew my mind that it would go to black and it wouldn't start again in a second. It would go. I'd wait and watch six commercials of. Eight other AMC shows <laughs> yeah, right yeah. now that we're never gonna watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I am telling you, Breaking Bad, and I, I hate people do this, and I'm this guy now. Is The Wire, Breaking Bad, and Sopranos? That's my. Those are your top the, three shows. My top three of all time, and I'm now getting to the point now. Not only am I the guy I hate, which usually always happens. I'll go and I'll say, hey, did anyone see Breaking Bad last night? And a guy will go like this, whoa, whoa, don't tell me. Don't tell me. My brother does this. Oh, I don't, I'm, don't tell me. And, I, and I'm like, I'm not caught up. I'm like, okay, where are you? Like, what part of the show did you see? I'm in season two. Episode <laughs> four. I'm like, you're like five years behind us. There's yeah. got to be a window where I can talk about things now. I can't wait. I'm going to wait three months for you to get caught up to talk about the three best shows ever right now. This, the next three episodes or the next two episodes are legendary. There's two episodes left. That's it. I had to pause the TV and go for a walk, not far, just to my balcony and back, <laughs> where I was like, ah. And if you watch a show have so much that fast, all I was thinking about was Breaking Bad, science. Like, I actually thought for a week, like, if I really studied in science, would I have been able to make this kind of stuff? Like, because you're so <laughs> entranced. And then I realized it took me like three times to pass grade 10 science. <laughs> it is a riveting stuff. Like, it is amazing. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to be that guy like your brother to just crush out a bunch, yeah. like over the holidays or if I do some traveling, just yeah. load up a ton on my laptop and, and just, uh, and just bang it out. That's what I did uh, with uh, Game of Thrones and. That's my next conquer. You've told me that's good and, and Boardwalk, right? Boardwalk's pretty, pretty dope. It's not. Game of Thrones is doper, but Boardwalk is Boardwalk is a, a nice show. Yeah. Neil Scott, one of my guys. Thank you for stepping in the booth on My Guy Monday. My Guy Monday. My Guy Monday continues here with my good friend, actor. Uh, and the person that probably has, uh, you probably have the best laugh of anybody I know personally, Hoos Madhavji, welcome Hello. back to the podcast. Thank you, Richards. You, you do have, like, it's, it's you, it's my friend Sheldon, and my friend John Henderson. You guys have the top three uh, best laughs. And, I, and don't, okay. You're going to be conscious of my laugh. I'm not going to laugh at all. I know, I know, I know. Okay. So, you know. so, yeah, we won't have anything, it's not going to be funny at all. Yeah, it's going to uh, be serious. It's, it's, <laughs> it's serious. Yeah. <laughs> 
and, and, and I do love seeing uh, comedy with you or like like movies or live comedy with you because you because you like you laugh like a stereotypical black person. He's like you're animated, you clap, <laughs> you you bet you like you slap your knee like I do. You laugh like us. I do. Yeah, but that's what you do. You're like <laughs> big boys just laugh. That's, that's how, how we you laugh. laugh. Yeah. Uh, I didn't so, say that's how we, that's how you, I was gonna say you. I'm not trying to say all black people. No, I'm saying black people. That's how. That's you how you could say that. I'm just saying that you laugh like that, and if you want to throw that in the rest of the black population, go ahead. Listen, I will cast aspersion on the entire black <laughs> the race. That's how we laugh. That's how <laughs> we make fun of ourselves. And 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 comedians are comedians that say that when you kill in front of a black audience, it's like the greatest that's, thing. It's that's like thing, yeah. it's like hitting a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth inning walk off to win the world series it's like an unbelievable feeling <laughs> so uh you know we're we're caught uh, some of the emmys which you know awards uh you know television shows and america right. and stuff like that and, and you're the only person that i know that are on two tv shows yeah it's amazing yeah i'm super grateful for it Comedy fits on uh, hbo canada that one is that season five season four season four season four yeah and you guys you guys already shot that on the shot we it shot that last year can you imagine like a year ago, we shot that. Like it's gonna be so weird to see all the stuff you did a year ago. You've forgotten about yeah. all your scenes. And like all. I was so much fitter back then. <laughs> <laughs> you're still fit. Are you? You're not gonna. You're. Did you try being a vegan once? Is that you? Or yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've kind of. Yeah. I try a lot of things. I tried that. I tried going gluten free for two weeks. How was that? It was. Um, That's some actor stuff. You guys do like that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I'm sure on on the sets, like everybody's got yeah, their own. Yeah, everyone has a thing, and I was so embarrassed about it. Like, that I, you didn't have a thing. No, I was embarrassed to even bring it up, and then it was not a big thing at all. Like, I I I, I, uh, I read this book called Wheat Belly, and it was like this whole. Did you hear about this book? I've heard, and I've heard someone told me not to read it because it's going to change my life forever. And, and and unless I'm ready to make that change, don't read that Whatever, book. Whatever, man, just read it. It's not going to change. I mean, it's it's really interesting. The idea is that we the wheat that we consume now is not the wheat that we consume like however many years ago. 50, 60 years ago. Right. So I'm telling my nephew this and I'm telling them this, you know, hey, this is the book that I'm reading. You know, Your nephew's like 13. Yeah, one's 14, the other one's turning 11. Dude, listen, let the dude eat sandwiches, man. I, they're what just you... asking me, like, what are you reading, Uncle Who? And I'm like, this is, what I, this is, this is the book. And, 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 and the 11-year-old, the one who's turning 11, Jordan, says... Uh, you know what? My friend is actually celiac. He doesn't eat gluten. I'm really interested in trying this out with you. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's do it. He goes to the computer, writes up a contract, a wheat contract <laughs> that we had to sign, get a witness, this whole thing. And as soon as I did that, I, like, I didn't cheat at all, dude. Like, I went to New York. Like, I love pizza. I went to New York. I didn't even. I was like, I can't, I can't. It has to be gluten free. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Do that. I'll just have a salad. I'll have that. Literally, I have a hot dog, no bun. I was one of those. Are you I kidding? I couldn't believe you it. can't eat a hot dog in the street without a bun, dude. Oh, that must have looked so weird. It was weird. It was terrible. It was, but but I did it. I did it, and I went to set really embarrassed about the entire thing because they're like, hey, uh, who's when you want a sandwich? I'm like, yeah, it uh, it has to be. Um, I feel terrible. It, is it possible? Like, it's because I'm doing this thing with my nephew. Do, do you think you could make it a little gluten free? Yeah, no problem. And it was a, not a thing at all because I'm sure all actors have got some sort of thing that they do. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm on fish oils now. I'm, you know, I'm not uh, eating yeah. uh, whatever, like this kind of dairy or whatever. Like, a actors always Everything have a thing. Everything has to be made on a Wednesday, whatever. <laughs> some, some thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. It's past midnight. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so, uh, Call Me Fitz, uh, when is that coming out? 
When is uh, that the new season premiering? October seventh in uh, on HBO Canada and uh, and uh, October 9th in the states on the Audience Network. I think you need uh, Directv for that. Oh, okay, cool. And it's a series that stars Jason Priestley. It's hilarious. It's fantastic. Yeah. Can you get his permission to tell some of his stories? His stories are like he's coming out with a book. Well, but okay, but okay, I'm not gonna read the book. What are some of his stories? He's got no, like, but you have to you have to get his permission for the for the ones that I really want you to tell the juicy ones. You like. His stories are epic, but I I can't I can't I can't tell that. It's, I, no, you can't tell, but you can you ask him? He's like, hey, listen. Uh, hey, oh yeah, listen. Uh, my boy Cav's got this awesome podcast. Is there any way I should just get him on your podcast? I I, I what, what, we should just do that. Wait, let's do that. You should just do that. You should just get him. Because does he? Where does he live? He lives in L.A. But he's here all the time. He's directing. Uh, he just directed a film. He directed an episode of Saving Hope, the other show. <laughs> what? Yeah, is that crazy? That is awesome. Okay, yeah. so so who's your no? <laughs> Call me Fitz. On HBO Canada, and you're also on Saving Hope uh, on CTV, and so you're the lead actor in the show. Well, I'm, you... lead, I'm one of the regulars. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, like okay, but, but the lead actor from Call Me Fitz, right, is directing you in the other show that you're Saving Hope. Yeah, Saving Hope. Isn't that amazing? It was amazing. It was like what an ex- it was such a great experience because I had the shorthand with him, and in that episode of Saving Hope, my character had such a huge arc, and it was perfect that he. Was uh, was directing? What me was that. he? What was what was like? What were the notes like? Because for, for for episodic television, it's it's a writer's medium. Right. It's not a director's medium like feature films. Right, right, right. But it's just in, in a sense like my character had to go through a lot. Like I play this socially awkward gay neurosurgeon on on Saving Hope, and uh, and it was all about my bedside manner and. I saw that Did one. You see yeah, that? but I but you, sorry, I I, I saw. Uh, in the middle of the episode because okay. I remember I was editing that night and uh, oh, I, said, I hit you a note I said please watch yeah this. just watch this one and and uh, and then I got caught up in the edit and I was like right. oh my gosh uh, who's the show's on and right. then I turned it and then it, it was it was one of those uh, one of those big scenes and you I, I love how you the way that you play this character is you're so measured like and and this is a shout out to Adnan Verk who um, uh, who is at uh, ESPN who is like uh, uh, Verk and uh, our our friend Ari are like the two biggest film nerds. Film buffs, man. They're Just both they're of them. film geeks, and yeah. uh, and <laughs> and measured is the type of word that he would use to describe someone's performance. So I'm going to borrow that from Verk, and and that's how I would describe the way that you perform. That's high uh, praise. This. That's high praise. Yeah, that's high. Thank you for saying that. So his, you said the short the shorthand between you and Priestley. Yeah, because um, I'm not sure. Like I'm just as a, as the character, I was like, is this is this is this too much is it is he is he too self-conscious about what's going on with him like my character is he feeling that and then jason's like his little notes were so precise or just like or just like a simple like like no you got this man it's you got this it's sweet it's sweet like he was just very like really uh supportive and and comforting throughout the entire process it was great like it was such a great experience for me especially that thing and plus i had to learn how to play the piano in that episode like, dude, like I had to learn this piece of music, and I had to play like, um, like I had to get a coach and like learn how to do this entire thing. How and long were you doing that for? I had five one-hour lessons to play, uh, like sixty seconds of this of this, wow. this piece of music. Wow! How did it work out? How'd it go? It was great. It, it was. It was. It was like, like I mean, the first I was so nervous in the beginning, like just playing it, and then I thought, wait a minute, this is like television. We're just like, I'm gonna do like eight different takes. I get eight different tries at this, and out of those eight tries, I. Maybe hit one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now we're the one that shows up on TV. I heard something once about when you play the piano. It's like the pianists or people that have an an ear for the piano. They they um, they rate your ability of your left hand 
as and that's what separates you from other people. It's your ability with your left hand. Is that so? Yeah, and, but, but but what if you write with your? What if you're comfortable with your left hand and you're you know? And but, you're right. but like most of the human population is right-handed. I see I what you're saying. It's Eighty or ninety percent. Yeah. Right. Right. Got it. So, but it's the way that you play with your left hand. That's how you are distinguished from other great pianists. I don't know. I don't play the piano. I wish I did. Wouldn't you say the same thing about basketball players? Like how well you dribble no. the ball with your left? Come with the control you have in both hands. No, I wouldn't say so. There, there, there's there, there's no you, there's no distinction of being left-handed. There there are only a few left-handed shooters in not necessarily in, shooters, but the type of control players. you have when you're dribbling. It's harder to guard someone who's left-handed, but it doesn't it doesn't you you don't get a distinction of like greatness because you're left-handed. Oh, because you, I see what you're saying. In terms but of if you're a pianist and you have this great left hand, then you do get this distinction of greatness. Then you are I've heard, I've heard. So uh, saving hope. You're in season. You guys are shooting season three right season now. Season two. Season two. I feel like. I don't know. Maybe it was because Combat Hospital came like right. You oh yeah, the Combat, your, right? You just, like so. You've been on TV for like four years to me as an actor. Yeah, as an I'm sorry, yes, as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just so who's for who, yeah? Who's for for people who have forgotten or uh, this? I mean, who's Madhavji joins me for uh, My Guy Mondays. We already had a full podcast before, but uh, he started in television like I did, and he was hosting. Uh, uh, Star Daily, uh, which is now the E Network here in uh, Canada, and he was a host of that show um, every day, just in wicked suits. Nice suits, yeah. Yeah, you had great suits. Thank you, Richard. And and then you went to Sacramento, and then you went to Winnipeg, and then you came back, and you were a Renaissance man. You freaking play the piano. I know you play the guitar. I know you sing, and now you can play the piano. Kind of. What was the name? What was the? Was there like a? Was it something that was written for this, or was it a piece of famous music? Piece of famous music is called Gymnopédie One by Eric Satie. Why were you playing the piano in the in episode? Uh, just because uh, the pa- my patient in the in the uh, in the episode um, uh, has terminal cancer, and he's a pianist, and his life's work is putting Eric Satie's work is 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 getting that is uh, studying that work, and so as a gesture to him to show him that I actually do care for him before he dies, I played that piece of music for him. Oh, nice. Oh, my that's character nice. does, yeah. Very, Very sweet. sweet. That's, that's something like you would do in real life. I don't know if you know this, but I've taken so many of your cues, like relationship. Because you're like the sweetest dude. Oh, no, shut up, man. I'm telling you, okay, tell. listen, okay, this is going to sound oh, weird. But man. this is going to sound weird. But we're grown men and we're comfortable with each other. And we've known each other for almost 20 years. Oh, my God. Who's, you're like the most, you're like, uh... You're like the most romantic oh dude. Oh my god! I know. Oh. You're, okay, this is this. Is, you're the kind of dude. It's embarrassing. This, you're, you're the kind of dude. So that would, like, write a new piece of mu- original music for your girl, and you would perform it for her. I, and, I, I, I killed that who? See, he's dead now. But you killed that guy. I, I'm trying not to. Like, I'm suppressing him. I'm trying to like, sh- like sh- <laughs> get down. I'm like shoving him down with my foot. Like, shut up. Listen, but you're like a great example for dirtbags like myself. I can I just say something? No, Wait, we're not gonna say. Bro, listen. All I'm saying, is I've been stealing from you forever. Okay. You, yes, fine, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, stealing. Uh, like, do you remember the one time? Listen, no, that's that's dumb. That's gonna go on like some other thing about us at school, which which is dumb. Um, what is it? Are we talking about top ten list we did at school? That's kind of is that bad that we did that? The top with the top ten girls. Yeah. That's fine. No, that's not bad. I I did that in high school. That's fine, right? I don't know. I don't know what. what are your listeners sensitive to that? They don't give a. No, I don't think so. Okay, I don't fine. think so. Right, fine. Uh, so quickly, when I was in high school in mm. grade twelve and grade and OAC, OAC uh, in Ontario, there we used to go to grade thirteen, but it was called OAC, and I know the rest of the country didn't really have that. Uh, 
so when we went to high school in uh, grade 12 and grade 13, I'll say, uh, and for our American listeners, two of our provinces had grade 13. Anyway, so in high school, <laughs> like a dumbass, uh, I compiled a list called the top five, and I went to Galt Collegiate high, uh, Institute, GCI. And I was, the genesis of this story was, I was talking to a girl named Hillary, and Hillary was like, whether she was trolling or not, but Hillary, I was talking to her on the phone, and she was like, oh, I don't know if the guy, and we were talking about, I was building her back up, because she was having like a low self-esteem day, and I was like, Hillary, you're you're hot, like, a lot of dudes really like you, they think you're pretty. She's like, no, I don't think so, I'm like, Hillary, you are hot. I'm like, you know what, let me call you back. So I called, <laughs> <laughs> so I called Mike Kent, I'm like, yo, Kent. Who are the top five chicks at school? He's like, uh, and he listed Hillary. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna call. So then I called Steve Wright, and then I called John Henderson, and then I called Chad Lehman, and then I called Nigel Downer, and then I called, I call, I ended up calling like, fifteen dudes that night, and this is this is back when you could call someone's house. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Hi, is Nigel there? <laughs> Nigel. Yeah. <laughs> right. I got it. <laughs> so. So I compiled, so, so in grade 12, so I got, I got like 60 dudes. And Hillary ranked like in the top, I think she was like top six or seven. She averaged top six or seven? Yeah, of the, whole, of, 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 the, of the 50 or 60 dudes that I polled, I, I think most of them I polled in my own grade. However, Hillary had a great showing. Why didn't you invent Facebook? You would have been I know, a dude, it killed. billionaire. Like so, you had the impetus of that. Okay, continue, go on. So then in grade 13, I did it again, and then, uh, <laughs> and then so I got close to 100 guys, and I tried to get diff- all the grades, 9, 10, a, a fair representation of our school population. And uh, I can't remember where Hillary was on there, but so then like a week later, I get uh, called down to the principal's office. You know, you get the, because yeah. it, it's like- Cabral Richards? Please can, can Cabral Richards come to the office, please? So I'm like, um, no, and it, it wasn't like they were they were designated. It was like vice principal or the principals. You never go to the principals. No office. way. Always I, the vice principals held. They did the they did the dirty work. The right. vice principal was like, yeah, bad cop. They were the, they were the sheriffs because yeah. in our school we had two vice one for the first half of the alphabet, the other for second second half of the alphabet. I go in to see. Uh, Oh, I, I don't even remember my principal's name. It wasn't Mr. Wilson. Uh, I could see his face and his glasses. Anyway, I sit in his office. Do you remember your principal's name? I remember my vice principal's name because I went to I went to two high schools in London, Ontario, and the, uh, the first high school I went to was Central, and I I saw him. A lot. I would get in trouble a lot, Monsieur Benoit. Oh, he's French. Yeah, but I don't remember the other principal's name because I didn't get in trouble that much in my last years of high school. <laughs> You're like Monsieur, like hello, sir. He's <laughs> <Please> coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just met I just met a woman that was from like Montreal like last night. Yeah, and it's like my friend's girlfriend, and I was talking to her in heavy like French accent. So I just started to pull out every little bit of French I knew, and she really appreciated it. Did she? Yeah, and she and she's from Montreal. And she was telling the, the the difference between Montreal and Toronto. And she didn't really like Toronto. She said people are kind of like aggressive, and they're kind of like really like they weren't very friendly and nice, which is a, a common. Uh, complaint that I hear about people in TO. There's, you know, that's how we are, I suppose. But anyway, I was speaking French to her, and she appreciated that. Yeah, and my French sucks. Like whenever I, whenever I'm out with Ari and we meet French people, yeah, I'm like, yeah, Ari talks to him. Yeah, she, he speaks French. Ari, yeah, I'm not that bad. Oh, here's the thing, I had a different experience. I went to Montreal, ordered a French fries in McDonald's, and I was like, uh, oui, uh, just a petit uh, pain de terre, and then <laughs> the response was like. You mean the French fries? Just basically say it in English because you suck. Fine. 
<laughs> actually. <laughs> just be quiet, you idiot! Trying, trying your hardest. If you go to if you go to Quebec City, they, then you then, re, you don't get very many people speaking English there. So you got to yeah, but that's fine. Like I would prefer that. I would prefer to actually exercise my French and not have the cop out of like of speaking English. It's just it, I guess the, it's, it's nice when you know for people who speak another language. If you try, you make the effort, right? Then they appreciate it. So I'm sitting in. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, do you, do you do this? If someone doesn't speak English that well, are you like? Yeah, I like the fact that you're trying. Hello, <laughs> Mr. Richard. I, what do you? Uh, I love this show. It is a very. Yeah, one second, uh, uh, Kumar. I just want to take one. Come on. Your, you your, can't call the dude Kumar, man. That's not fair. Why not? It's my people. I can say that. Okay, fine. Yeah, you can. Uh, listen, the show that you do before you, before you even <laughs> even even finish. Uh, Mother Tali, my dad's name. I'll use his name. Your English is outstanding, and I love the fact that you're trying. <laughs> I love. Continue with the compliment about my show. <laughs> uh, I love when you you like. I I remember when you first got uh, Call Me Fitz, and you you talked about the like the genesis, like how the character. Uh, for, for, okay, describe the character that you play on the show. Right, angry immigrant. Uh, he started out as a, a car salesman, angry immigrant car salesman, super proud, and. Uh, yeah, and with a thick South Asian accent. So, but and then you blended your uncle because you, your uncle's like confidence. He's yeah. No, and, it's basically my uncle. It, and your uncle lives in Vancouver. In, Vancouver, in, yeah. Vancouver, yeah, Vancouver, yeah. My uncle Amir, yeah. <laughs> so his hair slicked back, always wears a suit, and kind of like he's like that uncle that was always inappropriate. He's still inappropriate. Like he sends like the dirtiest emails to everybody, including my sisters. And they're like, I can't, like, they're shocked. And I laugh my ass off that he sends those emails. So what he, like what kind of like what he said in those emails that's like uh you know those i you ever got that one with the, all the iPhone pictures of like girls doing naked selfies you ever like what he send something like it's, hey it's, it's exactly happy Thursday like, like one exact, of those that, it's exactly that kind of thing and he'll send like five emails in a row one would be about credit card fraud <laughs> one one would be about some something about your culture like something about like East Africa like we're parents from East Africa something about East Africa and the other one would be about yeah like naked selfies so you're like oh, that's interesting this is like, oh come on come on what the hell? Why you send that? That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm in his office, and then he's like, "So how are uh, how are things?" I'm like, "Oh, uh, good." I'm nervous. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, what going through? Because I have a guilty conscience. Like, what what could this? What could he possibly be asking me about? Because I the, the top Did you five, even suspect that it could be about the list? No, a week had passed, so I thought it was in the clear. Right. So when I released the top five lists, I made two copies, and I just let and I just watched them. Like, I just gave them to one group. And I just watched, and I collected the list back, right. and I gave it to another group, and I collected the list back. And then the then the word spread like wildfire that I did this top five list, and girls were upset, obviously, if they weren't in the top ten or the top. And and I broke it down to grades, so girls could see how many votes they got in in for, in for, in for grade. Because I listed all the girls, I got votes. Why are you not a billionaire? This is like this. You should know. sue people. You should you should have been part of the lawsuit. Okay, continue. You know, and like so many websites do, the you know, top twenty five this and top fifty this, top ten this, all these top that was I was in that this is before the you yeah. know, the internet. This I remember the first time I was on the internet was at my friend Meredith Bell's house and she had CompuServe and it was the old uh um uh the dial up the, the dial up modem. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like the NSA was hacking into your which they probably were. Uh, so anyway, so he sits me down and then, uh, he asked me about, uh, if I, you know, what school I applied to, to go to university. I was like, oh, Ryerson, uh, he goes, you'd be great in the, in the radio and TV program. 
how's, how's your girlfriend? I heard she goes to another school. I'm like, how do you know all this? And I'm like, oh, she's great. You know, uh, she's going to go to Laurier and, uh, or she wants to go to Laurier. So, and this is like, this is like May. So like June is when we write our exams and then we find out which schools we get accepted to. So it's like, it, it it's, it's towards the end of the year. So he's, it could go one way, like, yeah, we're just going to ask you not to come back to school until you have to write your exams. Or it could be, so then he's like, yeah, so I got a call from a parent about a top five list <laughs> sitting there, and I'm just mortified. Uh, yeah, about that. They're kind of concerned that uh, she didn't make it. So. <laughs> he never said who it was. Uh, so I, I, and I, and I never really had a suspicion of who it was because nobody, none of the girls took it up with me. They just were mad. I just heard some girls were mad, but they never, nobody came to me about it. Anyway, so he, you know, he said, I, and I just started to apologize like over, like I was overdoing it. I was like, I was really stupid. Just something with the, with the boys and it just got carried away. Like just making up all this stuff just so I can get out of his office. And he, <laughs> he, he let me off. Look, he just listen. Just keep your nose clean for the next next month. I'm like, we'll do, sir. Yeah, we'll 100. percent And I did, but that yeah, that's. Uh, I love so, the idea of him being like, you know what? I have my list, and I just want to compare my. I just brought you in because I don't really agree with number three, and me and the vice principal have been fighting over this. Yeah, so listen, <laughs> where do you have Nancy Nevins on your? Do you have? Did you bring? Can you go get from your, from your locker? Who else was on? Okay, Nancy, the hottest girl at our school was Tanya Moss. Tanya Moss, Nancy Nevis is in that top now? five. Are they hot now? Ingrid Projelsic. I don't know. <clears throat> you have you have no idea even reached out to any of them. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think I have any of those girls on the book of faces. Interesting. I, you know, I should. I still do have my top five list. I should make it. I should like scan it. You should check. You should and scan put it on. Put it on. Post it. Yeah. You I mean, why? Not? It, it, the statute of limitations is. I could post it. Absolutely, you can. But that is that is that that's a hundred percent a douche move, isn't it? Whatever, man. That's pretty douchey, isn't it? It is douchey. But you think you tell me that's the douchiest thing that you're gonna ever do in your life, or that you've ever have done? I mean, I'm sure there's no. Things. It's not even in the top one thousand. I can actually vouch for that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a dirtbag. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so post it. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Okay, so uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry we got off the rails because we were talking about saving hope. Oh right, on CTV. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which, every Wednesday? No, Tuesdays. We're off the air right now, so we're just waiting. Uh, so we aired uh, nine episodes, uh, and we're shooting eighteen. So we're, tomorrow is my last day. So we're finishing eighteen episodes, and they're going to air the last nine in January. That's the word so far. What's what day of the week is it? Uh, so I don't know. So oh, so it it might yeah, move. It, 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 might, it move. might move. It might move. Uh, okay, it okay. was Tuesdays at ten, but it's it's weird. Like yeah, the scheduling, the whole scheduling thing is a whole other science when it comes to television. Okay, right, because it's. I mean, I mean, I work in sports. You guys know that. So you know, sports are like appointment viewing. Of so course, people, yeah. The game is at this time. Yeah. This so people, it. you have to sit down and watch the game because you people don't watch games after the games happen because right. it's not you know it's not the same thing. You know the result exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, one more time about Call Me Fitch on HBO Canada. HBO Canada, October seventh in Canada, October ninth. But what day? It's, it's, it's Sundays, isn't it? Sundays, yeah. I w- uh, what at time? At ten o'clock. 10 Sundays o'clock. at ten o'clock. Yeah. And Boardwalk Empire is that? That's that's at nine, I think, on Sundays. That might be our lead-in. That's a pretty awesome. That's lead-in. an awesome lead-in. Boardwalk lead-in. Empire is amazing. Yeah. Those are the, those are the Boardwalk Empire, on on HBO, uh, Game of Thrones, Girls, uh, Your Show. Thank I think you. that's I think that's all I watch on uh, HBO. Uh, this has been My Guy Mondays. Husmat Habji on Twitter. Uh, where, where can we find Twitter and Instagram? Yeah, uh, at Hus M. 
H-U-S-E-M on, uh, on, on Twitter. Yep. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, Richard. Appreciate you guys listening. My Guy Monday. In studio now, one of my dudes, one of my guys, another one of my guys, Justin Mulligan. Welcome back to the Cabby Presents podcast. Thank you. It's been a long time. Yeah. Well, you're, uh, well, I mean, you're part of this uh, My Guy Monday movement because um, you have a, a, a similar yet different perspective on, on the world and your experiences are <laughs> a lot of times different from mine, but also, but also, uh, also similar. Yeah, but engaging and and fun. Well, uh, it's an honor to be considered a my guy. What is um? What's your uh, your handle again? Like, what's your thing? Like, you... I'm uh, I'm Mulls underscore zero zero. Okay, but that that's what you that's that's oh, what's your my, oh like professional fun haver, right. master of good times, yes, party savant, corporate rock star, <laughs> hopeless romantic <laughs> for the ladies. Hopeless romantic. <laughs> you gotta throw that in there. Oh man. Okay. So I'm. Uh, this weekend I was. Uh, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and a male like or ma- a female friend, a female friend. Okay. And uh, she was. Uh, and I was talking about like you know I was just, like, going for a run and I just got in from a, from a run and uh, she was she like hurt her finger at the gym, um, just removing like a plate in a in some kind of like a. Um, a lunging press or something like that's that. That's why I stay out of the gym. Gym-related injuries. Whatever, man. <laughs> gym-related injuries are like one out of I don't, I don't one billion gym, I don't times. want gym finger. It's like turf toe. That, I, don't want, I don't want that. That's what she... Yeah, so she like crushed it on this like this apparatus, this like bench, adjustable bench thing, and uh, she sent me a picture and her, her like middle finger was really gnarly, but she was like... She was telling me how she was obsessing on Instagram over a particular person. And I know that Instagram is hugely, widely popular with women. It's popular with guys. Very popular with guys. Secretly I, popular, popular with guys. Yeah, but for like different reasons. Like women, <laughs> women go to, to to like look at you know celebrities and and other women who are extremely stylish and fashionable and and like cute things like you know like this pug like a, this pug or you know this English bulldog and you know that you know cute little girly things and then like one direction and all those types <laughs> and Bieber Ryan and Bieber and they so keep but tracks of their boyfriends well Bieber exes. does no I'm saying girls use Instagram for that as well oh yeah they, they totally might yeah, yeah. Um, so and she's so she she was telling me that she was obsessed with this um, I guess I don't know if she's a fitness model but this uh, woman who's like a workout fiend and uh, she's like cab check out this woman's profile and her name is Gracie Ann Barbosa and I don't know anything about Gracie Ann Barbosa except that her Instagram feed is ridiculous yeah well you showed me a bit before this and it is pretty crazy so it's uh, for those who've never heard of this lady it's uh, uh, G-R-A-C official O-F-I-C-I-A-L She's Brazilian, so official is spelt differently. So we were talking about the exercises that my friend does, and she does these like leg lifts and these lunges. Like she, did, th- this is what my friend does to to help tone to shape and tone her backside. God bless her. God bless her indeed. Yes. But and Gracie Ann Barbosa takes it to, and I don't want to use the expression the next level. She just steps out into outer space. Yes. Because like and and like I know that. 
Gracie Ann Barbosa is a little thick for you, your personal yeah, life. Yeah, she's a little too diesel for me. A little too <laughs> diesel. But, I mean, she, I, can, I can appreciate what she puts into her body, though. She has a little too much muscle density for you. Yeah. Yeah, you, I like my girls more ladylike. What, what, what do you well, mean, I mean ladylike? She's ladylike, but I mean more feminine. Yeah, tinier, more of a little petite, maybe. Why is that? I don't know. I think it's because I'm big, so I like a smaller girl. But so I opposite like attract. I'm I'm weird. I I mean you know me. You know me for a long time. I'm all over the place. You have a diverse taste, but yes. but 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 diverse in one stream though. Like they 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 have a certain look. <laughs> Okay, and a certain category. Listen, we're not going to go there in this conversation. Okay, well, listen. Oh, yes, I agree with you to a certain extent. So, but so, she is very attractive. Yeah, to this girl, Gracie Ann Barbosa. I think she she's uh she was a former dancer, and I, I'm sure she does some modeling on the side. She's always in the gym, uh, and and you know I fell down a, a YouTube wormhole a couple of weeks ago. Uh, looking at these weightlifters. I just saw a trailer, and I think the, the name, name of the movie was Generation Iron. So then I just started watching these like little documentaries and these features about these uh, weightlifters that compete in Mr. Olympia. Anyway, uh, Gracie, so so th this, is what, this is what my friend's obsession is right now, is this particular fitness model. And she uses her as inspiration or like a how-to guide? No, she, well, she uses her as inspiration and... and uh, Gracie Ann Barbosa posts different exercises. You know, on Instagram, and there's video now. So she posts, you know, just her in the gym, just banging out, just crushing weights and doing lunges and step ups and all that kind of stuff that my trainer makes me do, which I absolutely despise because leg workouts, as you know, if you're listening to this, you're probably at the gym or probably on your way to the gym. A lot of people you listen to this podcast on, in transit. Leg workouts are the worst because it takes like four or five days after a good one to recover. And you walk around as though you were in the Shawshank Redemption uh, <laughs> and battling the sisters for, uh, I, for I a few winded, days. I was a little winded watching her one segment just a couple minutes ago. Did you see, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Jose Batista just posted a, a video on Instagram. And his is at uh, JoeyBats19. Uh, my friend Justin Mulligan is at Mulls, M-U-L-L-Z underscore zero zero on Instagram and Twitter. But jo uh, Jose Batista had a, a video of his teammate, Moses Sierra, dressed as a ninja turtle. See, that's pretty awesome. And and so it just he's he's <laughs> filming Moses Sierra walking through Fenway Park, walking through the bowels of Fenway Park as they're playing the Boston Red Sox. And it's just from behind. So it's just you just notice his butt and next to uh, Sierra is Jose Reyes, who's laughing at what they made him dress up as because he's a rookie. And then Jose Reyes just gives him a big slap right on the backside. <laughs> so from one bum, Gracie Ann Barbosa's to the other bum, uh, Ruben Sierra. Um, I was and, and speaking of this obsession thing, I was on uh, on the Book of Faces earlier, and I know that you also. Uh, have you follow a certain group of people like a certain segment of the people that you follow on Instagram are uh, are absolutely a, a they're their own uh, classification <laughs> shall I say hot girls yes yeah I mean yeah yeah we'll go hot girls so I'm on the book of faces today and uh, I just see a post from uh, a friend of mine and she's like oh I love them so I click on the link and it goes to a story about um, Victoria's Secrets models my my favorite who who's uh it's every is it every november they have the, the or is it it's, october no it's definitely november if not early december but that's how i know the holiday season has begun when the christmas victoria's secret fashion show airs which is just what last year was it bieber last year no was it jay-z and kanye last no that was two years ago jay-z kanye two yeah, years ago they did was, otis yeah. oh no last year was rihanna 
wasn't it? Yeah, it was Rihanna and Bieber, I think. <sighs> Rihanna was unbelievable. My favorite was when Adam Levine sang and then kissed his girlfriend at the end of the st- at the end of the runway, and it was just like, yeah, this is mine. Speaking of Adam Levine, so we'll get to that. So I click on the story in the LA Times about the Victoria's Secrets models shooting in Paris. And they're doing a photo shoot for their holiday and Christmas season. Speaking of your favorite season, the Christmas season at the Louvre. So they're doing all these shots outside and it's cold and they're wearing their big angel wings. And this is huge production. And a couple of the women are posting a couple of the models. So, so it's, uh, it's Adriana Lima, who's yeah. probably top five dead or alive, top 10 for sure, but maybe even top 10, top five dead or alive. I agree. Um, Alessandra Ambrosio, um, Bahati uh, Prislu, I believe her name, that, and who is Adam Levine's now fiance, yes. yeah, twenty-four year old uh, model from Namibia, I believe. Um, it's just not fair, right? And uh, and Carly Kloss, and uh, so it, it's weird. Okay, so the, these women are like are Victoria's Secrets models, so they're they, that's their fame. I got lost in MySpace when it first came out. So, <laughs> MySpace. Like, oh really my god. Like, okay, yeah. And MySpace created celebrities. You got Tila Tequila. Right. You had um Forbidden Dolce. Like she went on to make jeans and was on like talk shows. So I mean and Instagram is starting to kind of do that. You have these regular girls that are like bottle service girls in Vegas nightclubs that have like seventy five thousand followers. Who's that? You do you know one of like I, I, I don't know her personally. I mean I follow her because she fits <laughs> in my criteria. You know. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's like she has no discernible talent. She can sling drinks, and she's just super attractive. And seventy-five thousand people care to see what she's doing. I wonder if I'm sure. I wonder if Instagram can maybe by hashtags. And I, I read that if you include a hashtag in your post, you have a greater chance to get uh, to get more likes. Yeah, see, I've I've become kind of a hashtag user now. So you you hashtag a lot. Hashtag yeah. But what, like, do you do you come up with like specific ones, or do you do you like hashtag love, hashtag you know fun, hashtag party time? No, well, I I hashtag relevant stuff to the pictures, because I can't stand when you look at some girl's picture and it's like just a picture of her face, but then it's like hashtag YSL, hashtag Louis Vuitton, hashtag like Christian Dior, just because they know the formula to get more likes. But the hashtags are completely irrelevant. You know, I had to unfollow someone once because they they had like. 30 or 40 hashtags per photo. I'm yeah. like, this is too much. Yeah. Like, I'm just looking at friggin' a dessert or I'm just looking at a pair of, of, of sneakers. I'm like, I don't need 40 hashtags. Like, honestly, this is too much. Do you click on the hashtags, though? I Never. No, me either. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Guilty. I, I've clicked on uh, Frisky Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come out and admit that on air. But that's probably the only one I've ever clicked on. Do you, um, what, like, were some, what were some of the other, what's the Wednesday one? Is there a popular Oh, see, yeah, I got a good story with that one. Women Crush Wednesday. So basically, guys and girls are both posting pictures of their female crushes. Oh. And I saw on TMZ, I think he was a, like a football player or a basketball player, like pro player. Yeah. Kept posting uh, Women Crush Wednesdays with a picture of this Disney star, obviously an older Disney star, but, and they're now they're dating. Are you it. kidding? No, and he did it for like two months and she finally caught wind of it. No way. And then they were caught, TMZ caught him on a date. No way. Yeah, so I'm thinking I'm going to start a campaign for a couple girls. I mean, I, I don't know. You know who's back on the market is Catherine Webb, who is AJ McCarron's girlfriend, who Brent Musburger. Uh, <laughs> made famous. Right, he made famous. Yes. He gave her, her her 15 seconds and then she did that, that diving show and par, oh, it's parlated into, uh, yeah, she's parlated into a, hey, you know, give her credit because, you know, she... The, that window for beauty is, it's sometimes it's shorter 
for some than others. Yeah. But Catherine Webb on the market. Oh, okay. Well, you know, in fact, I have a friend who knows her personally, and I want to. I'm gonna get him. He's been on this podcast, and I'm gonna. I want to get him on, and see if he feels comfortable of talking about how he knows her and her friend. Oh. Yeah. I'll, I will listen to that podcast. I, I, and okay, I will try to get that that story told here on the Cabbie Presents podcast, and not tease the audience anymore. But he knows her personally. I'm not saying in a biblical way. He just knows her. <laughs> Uh, personally, I, I'm not that aware of other like Instagram famous people. I, I know that like if you're already famous, you're going to have a huge following on Instagram like any of the Kardashians, obviously Gaga, Bieber. You know, if, if you're famous for being in the entertainment biz, you will have a following. But uh, like that bottle service uh, yeah. woman from Vegas who was 70 75,000 people. But it's just like, what does she post? Does she post like other celeb? Yeah, just some, some hot pictures. Like but her so it, partying, popping champagne, on yachts, looking great, surrounded by beautiful people. But I mean, it's Instagram is just let anyone be a model. You know what I mean? So it's like even just normal girls you know now have like, you know, 1,700 or 2,000 followers. It's like they don't know 2,000 people. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's their 15 minutes of fame, but it's exactly just for being attractive. I know, I get how like, you know baby kangaroo or you know uh baby tiger or you know pug or whatever like i get those ones because they're cute and like i'm sure i don't know what as far as instagram users go i'm not sure which um a target audience is like has the the largest number of of users whether it's like you know women 14 to 18 or men 14 to 24 that sort of thing but I'm sure it's it's driven by a younger audience, like generate the millennials and um, you know Generation Y are just like clicking and clicking and clicking and. Well, it's very it's very addictive. It's it's a great way to waste time. A great way to waste time. See, are you do when you when you are idling? Are you do you go to do you go to Twitter? Or do you go to Instagram? You personally? I go to Instagram now. You go to Instagram. Yeah. If I well see, I'm a BlackBerry user, so if I'm idling at home. I go to Instagram if I'm because you're on your iPad. Yeah, and if I'm modeling like you know at a red light or something like that, then on my BlackBerry I'll just flip to Twitter. Okay. See, I'm, I always go Twitter because I'm always searching for information and I just want to know what's out there. And uh, and when I'm you know when I'm on my way to work and stuff, I, I like to do a lot of reading because uh, I'm one of those dudes that takes the train. Instagram is my number one right now. Facebook, I'm actually very rarely on these days. I see. I still go to. I go every once in a while because it's on my phone, so I get notifications, but I don't go cruising the news feed anymore. See, I do. That's what I use Facebook for because so people you're find a, a lot of- man. No, I'm not a reverend. I'm not a reverend. <laughs> but there's a lot of interesting like, uh, information on Facebook. Yes, there are a lot of photos, and, but like people repost vines there. I get my stories from Upworthy there, and I just find like random things. Like I have a few friends that are just like, they have, they just- continually like fill the feed so and they post some interesting stuff so i still use facebook in that regard yeah i'm more i'm, I'm a visual guy now so i'm more pictures when are we going to start this campaign to get you a date with someone famous <laughs> uh I'll, I'll figure something this way okay but who would do so we can't you already well, said Marissa Miller. okay Marissa Miller's. she's okay she doesn't count uh i would i, I would love uh emmanuel shrike is she entourage fame i think she's single I feel like she's I feel like she's one of those people that's always in a relationship. I have no idea. I know nothing about you. <laughs> See, I heard a story where she got dumped for being too nice. 
Really? Yeah, from someone that knew someone who dated her personally. It was just like they couldn't stand that she was just so nice. And I was like, sounds like my type of girl. Well, let's work it out. Plus, I mean, she was Sloan. Everyone loves Sloan on Entourage. Apparently, Entourage is being, the movie is being held up because Turtle. By Turtle. Is that not unbelievable? Jerry Ferrara is like, hey, man, just, I need, I need a couple more zeros or whatever it is. But that's, he's now getting the bad rap for holding up production on the Entourage movie. Turtle. And he, yeah, and he shouldn't. But yeah, maybe it's because Turtle's been, he was in that movie, uh, uh, the one with Kevin Hart, Think Like a Man, yeah, and which did very well. And they did, a, they did yeah. a sequel, yeah. and he's in the sequel, and that will may, maybe do uh, as well. So maybe he's just feeling like, hey, man, he's more of a, a box office draw than the other dudes. I got to see, like, you got to think behind the scenes, though, like drama is just like, turtle, come on, man. Like, <laughs> but what, drama what can't really in? say anything, though. But what has he been in since? Who, he, drama? Yeah. Well, he, that's why he can't say anything. But that's why I mean. He's probably on turtle because he needs the payday. Right. And Vince did a couple of documentaries, how to how to sell drugs in America, and he did the paparazzi documentary. And uh, Eric, I should say Eric. Vince is uh, uh, um, E. No, Adrian Grenier. Uh, Grenier yeah. is is Vince's real name. E is uh, uh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Connolly. Kevin Connolly just did a documentary for ESPN thirty for thirty about the New York, New York Islanders, which is coming out soon, which is apparently pretty pretty awesome. Uh, I gotta try to get him on the podcast. So, and then there's Jeremy Piven, who's doing a a move uh, TV show on like PBS. Yeah, Mister uh, something Stone Ridge or yeah, but, weird, but, like it's a period piece. Yeah, right? like in the Victorian age. Yeah. Do you know who I recently ran into that is a very big sports guy that I didn't know that you should probably get on the podcast? Memphis Bleak. He does like a lot of voiceovers for like ESPN and like stuff like that. Actually. Yeah. Memphis Bleak is one degree of separation. I could get to Memphis Bleak. Yeah, I think you should. And then from there, you're one degree of separation from hope. <laughs> <laughs> a man can only dream. Justin Mulligan. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming in on My Guy Mondays. Thank you for listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast.